0: castle if the flag's flying it means that the king is in the castle right so um, same way i think at, at, at the white house but, but what this is saying is that the, the the flag on our lives that shows that the king christ is there is the joy in our hearts because if you don't have joy in your hearts then christ probably is not resident if he is resident he's in and out r.a tory said there's more joy in Jesus in 24 hours than there is in the world in 365 days. See, um, what all of us is really searching for is happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. I, t- I implore you today to quit trying to be happy and to begin to be joyful. Because happiness is based on happenstance. I'm sorry, it is, it is a little warm with this big old thing all over me. <clears throat> but ha- it's based on happenstance. So, if something happens to you, that happiness can leave, right? You know and so joy, joy is what you're looking for. Joy and happiness are not the same. you, you know if you, if you get all of your finances good, you, all your bills are paid, you and your in-laws are getting along good. you and your spouse are, are happy and, and, and lovey dovey your kids are obeying you and listening to you and they're doing good and do, making all A's in school. you know all your bills are paid, all that kind of stuff, then you're happy. <clears throat> but if one of those things It's gone all of a sudden happiness just leaves out that door right but when you have joy it matters not what's going on in your life and we're going to talk about that we're going to figure that out because joy joy is not dependent on your circumstances see joy is consistent because joy uh, the, the source of joy is always consistent So if you have Christ in your life, he's a source of joy. He's always consistent, so joy is consistent. There is no God of happiness. The God of happiness is this world. This world wants to make you happy. You want to be happy? Do this, do this, smoke that, grab this, do this, um, become this, act this way, walk this way, right? And I want you to know it's possible to have joy no matter what's happening in your life. You could be going through the worst terror and trauma in your entire life and you still can have joy now you may not be happy but you can to have joy now i know that gets, that's confusing but when you have the joy of the lord that's deep down in your heart then you can be assured you know what i've got the joy to know several things that i'm going to go to heaven you know that christ is king that this that weepeth endure for a night but joy comes in the morning you know I can know that you know this this totally sucks right now this is a horrible day this is a horrible season this is a horrible year this may even be a horrible decade but you know what this too shall pass and that God is using this to allow me to be, to be stronger he says that I'll take everything and work it out for your good so no matter how you feel today you you can know that tomorrow can be better Amen. or you know don't matter what's going on in your life you, you should here's another thing you should not allow people places or things besides jesus god to be the source of your joy when you when you make me the source of your joy you're gonna be sad some days but you're funny but you love me you care for me man you're always there but you know what i always ain't gonna be there i always ain't gonna be able to make you joy i ain't always gonna be able to do it i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not god and so I don't care who it is I don't care if it's your spouse there may be joy in your spouse You know, there may be peace in your spouse but they cannot be the source of your joy because they're going to let you down too your kids, your work, money, finances climbing the corporate ladder popularity, sex, drugs whatever. whatever you're looking for to try to find it is not in joy it may be in happiness it may make you happy for a little while but then it disappears So don't allow a person, place, or thing to become your source of joy. Only know that there's joy in Christ. So then, James chapter 1, verse 2. I mentioned this before, I think, at one point, but I want to bring it again since I'm reading the scripture again. So who was James? James is a half-brother of Jesus. The book of James. And so he was very reluctant to follow Jesus at the beginning. Why? Because he was his brother. He knew he knew him you know what I'm saying he knew his brother he's like oh I know Jesus he he's the son of God okay right you know just like we all would with our brother or sister if someone said your brother your sister was the son of God or the daughter of God right you know and he's like well there's no way he was very reluctant but once he realized he was the messiah he was all in right Flynn he was all in he was like oh he is the son of God he is the messiah wow not only is he the son of God I'm the brother of the son of God so he was all in, 100%. Matter of fact, they said that he had the, one of the greatest devotions of all of, of, the, of all the, just every, everybody around the, the apostles because that um, he was such a man of prayer that he had big, thick calluses on his knees like the camels do from praying so much. Okay? We don't have calluses on our, our knees, our butts, our backs, our feet, or nothing, do we? Because we don't pray enough. But the early church says that said, said that he was martyred and that he was thrown off of a high point or a high mountain or a high cliff area and, he, and it didn't kill him he, he was very mangled he, he fell down he was laying on the ground down there and so since it didn't they tried to kill him since it didn't kill him they went down there with clubs and beat James until he died and history and and the early church and people that that were around there said that he prayed for those beating him the whole time that they were beating him and until they killed him that he still prayed for them so you talk, so james you see james is he, he, he sounds like he's got a little 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 prayer background he's got some some jesus in him right so james chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 i don't like what james says he says consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kind i don't like that <laughs> i don't want to consider it joy when i'm going through troubles I'm sure you don't either. When you're going through hardships and disappointments, nobody wants to say, "Oh joy!" You ever seen somebody do that? <laughs> you know, I've seen people do that before. How's your, you know, I, I, I'm sorry this is going for you, but hey, it'll get better. Oh joy! You know, but you know, but, but James says, "Consider it, joy," because the testing of your faith de- develops perseverance. See, so the testing of your faith also promotes and tests your joy when you're going through hard times. It tests your joy factor, right? And, he, and James is saying, look, no matter what happens in your life, you need to be joyful because these tri- even in trials be joyful because it's not about the trials. It's about Christ being in your life and what Christ is in the promise of the future of tomorrow and what Christ has for you. And there's so much to be joyful about that you're saved, that you're on your way to heaven, that you ha- have whatever you do have, you know, and you have more than a lot of people have. And we're in a rich, a rich nation, you know, and so, so the thing is, is we've got to say, you know what, I can find joy in that. But it's hard to grasp. It's hard to grasp. But the only other option, besides being joyful, is to be bitter, angry, defeated, busted, disgusted, and probably even evil. Right? That's the only other option you can choose. And we know that's, none of those are the right options. So the only option to choose is to be joyful. Philippians four and four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. The Living Bible says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Always be full of joy. Always have that, no matter what happens in your life. Have you ever seen one of those movies that that um, in a movies maybe an old western or I don't know, you know something where they were where they're in a desert, they were thirsty, they were dehydrated. And they they saw this beautiful pool of water with one palm tree for some reason sitting there beside it, and they would crawl to it, and they would just go and they would just jump in the water and land on dirt, that sand. It would just make them you know, it, what was it? It was a mirage, right? It looked like it was there. It promised to be there. My eyes promised that that's what it was, but it was null and void. It was nothing it was short-lived it was only short-lived by the joy that i got thinking that it was there this life is just like that if you don't turn to christ and you let this life dictate your happiness and joy then the thing is is it's a whole barrage you're happy for just a little season you know and then all of a sudden you realize wait that that wasn't even that it wasn't even what i thought it was you know, So what do we do? Try, we go from this to that to the other trying to find that, that, that peace and that joy and that constant joy. We go from one relationship to another. because You know what? i mean, this relationship. Well, this ain't good. This ain't what I thought it was. I thought she was better than this. I thought he was nicer than this. I thought he'd treat me better. And then you go to another relationship and another relationship and another relationship. You go from one house to another. This house ain't big enough. I need more room. I need more room. This job ain't paying me enough money. You, you go to another job. You go to another job. You know this hobby? I like this hobby. Now I'm tired. I'm bored of it. You know, this, this church, this church, there's hypocrites in this church. there's hypocrites everywhere? There's hypocrites where you work at, but you don't quit your job. There's, there's hypocrites in them all, but you still go, right? You know, so the thing is, is there's no perfect church. If there was a perfect church and you and I went there, it would not be perfect no more. Right? so God is looking for stickability he's like man if you want to find joy stay somewhere and let me help you and work you help you work work with you and help you get you better and maybe weirder situations that's unhealthiness and, and and all that you know because you get that new job and you're thinking that new job that new job I get more money but then you realize but look how much I'm doing for that extra money I'm doing twice as much as I was before for more money than I had but now I don't have no, no time to do anything else so this job I'm not even getting paid enough for really what I'm doing now and so it, it, it overwhelms you you're getting that new tax bracket hey I get that next tax bracket boy I tell you what I'd be awesome if I make that much money well then getting, you get you just cross that next tax bracket just enough to hit the tax bracket then you realize you're paying so much t- taxes that you're making less than you were when you in know the other tax bracket you know, and so you want to get that. Now, if you get way up in the tax bracket, it's a little bit different. But when you first just cross it, you think you did something. You think you're rich, and then you realize you're poor. Right? You're getting that new relationship, and you think, well, this is going to be better than the last one. Well, you know, he or she don't treat me as good, or th- this, that, and the other, or, you know. But the whole thing is, is a lot of times, it's us. You know, I often tell married couples, you treat her like a queen, and she'll end up treating you like a king. Same way around. You know, but the first thing in a relationship, instead of getting mad and say what you should never say, you, 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 you should always say I. But you should always look in yourself first to see if there's anything that you can do to make it fix, make it better, make it change, and then things may change without you even saying anything. But but suddenly we find out this whole world is a, a, a mirage. <clears throat> it looked better, but then when you get there, it, it's not at all. Or sometimes if it is, it looks a little worse. I was talking to somebody the other day, <clears throat> and they're like, yeah. You know, I so-and-so thought that the grass is greener on the other side. You know, I said, well, it may be greener on the other side. But the problem with most people, if they just water their own grass, they'd get green too. But they want to go across and get get somebody else's grass where it's already taken care of. They just don't want to take care of their own yard. They want somebody else's yard. Come on, somebody now. You know, so, so we got to be careful with that. We got you know, we got, you know, why don't you just water, just stay right where you're at, water your own yard, get it green, get it healthy, and make everybody else want to be in your yard. Right? <clears throat> See what? With their dog, with their dog that's right. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm 55 years old now, and I understand, to me, I have understand that, that I need Christ to master my life, because I'm a horrible master at my own life and running my own life. That I can't do it every time in 55 years i've ever tried to handle it myself i have always failed i have made bad decisions i have made crucially bad decisions but every time i trusted christ and let him lead and master my life it's always worked out and me like an idiot after it works out works out works out then something comes up and i'm like oh but i got this why change it Why, why change it if it's not broken keep saying with him then you realize ah that's why i let him master because i don't know what i'm doing right my flesh only leads to happiness my spirit man with christ leads me to joy so don't settle with that happiness because that happiness is a mirage it's short-lived and it's over and it's done your flesh will only increase your flesh. Your flesh will make you want more flesh. When I say flesh, I'm talking about our lust, our desires. Lust is, is an unbridled desires, not just sex. It's, it's whatever you just, you're craving for. So our flesh craves pleasure, whatever that pleasure may be. And so when I found Christ as a believer, I realized that, that I had joy, and I let him master my life number two joy is the antidote for depression joy is the antidote for depressions and I can't tell you everything I want to tell you about depression in the next couple minutes but I can give you a couple keys because depression is a very terrible disease it affects a lot of people one in four people in the world have depression over 21 million Americans in America have um, depression and mental health issues the World Health Organization says that, mental, that, that depression and mental health um, gives, makes, causes more disabilities than anything else. There's a lot of people in this world that are sick and, 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 um, and have cancer and all kinds of other things because of the depression and anxiety in their life. It's the second leading cause of death. It's rampant. And you know, that 21 million is not including all those people that don't go to the doctor. That no, they should, but they don't because they, I got it. I ain't not gonna worry about it. No, no harm, no foul. But there's no cure. There is no cure for depression. That, that they give you medication, and and it it, co- it helps you cope, and it medicates and it masks. And I'm like, okay, go ahead, go ahead, keep getting counseling, keep getting your keep getting your your medication, and keep taking that, and so you can at least cope with it. So then you can trust God to heal you of it and that's what we got to do because God that's, the only cure is Christ the only cure is Christ and we've had many people in this altar get, get cured not cured healed of anxiety and, and depression um, um, Isaiah 61 and 3 so how do, what does joy do to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness the planting in the Lord that they may be glorified the living Bible says to all who mourn in Israel he will give beautiful ashes joy instead of mourning praise instead of heaviness for God has planted them like strong and graceful oaks in his own glory see I was made to worship God I was made to worship God and depression and worship cannot coexist they cannot coexist together. You cannot be depressed and, worship and have true worship at the same time. The moment you begin to worship, depression, even for a moment, or it has to flee. Because you cannot worship and have Christ and Christ's presence be in your life and you worship the king of kings and him say, I see you worshiping me, but I know you're depressed. You know, So I'm just going to let you just keep right on worshiping. They can't, they can't coexist. The, whenever you have depression, depression is a trick, an attack of the enemy to keep you from worshiping. That's what it's for. That's why depression comes. You're depressed. You, you, don't, you don't feel like praying today. You don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like going to church. You don't feel like doing that. Don't, don't be worshiping. You're, you're, too, you're depressed. You know, after depression's over, then you can get back to church. Then you can get back to feeling praying. And, you know, then, we, then we find ourselves, because we never, never commune with God, that we stay in depression and it's a trick of the enemy but that scripture says that I am a strong and graceful oak that God himself planted like a, like a famous huge magnolia tree that is planted by the river that has that, that deep, deep roots that pulls from the water um, underground so, that, so it grows magnolia trees can grow up to like 100 or 200 feet and they got these big beautiful white flowers are gorgeous and they smell so wonderful and it's, it's scripture says that, that when we worship that we, we're feeding from his, his water and when we worship we're like that blooming flower and scripture says that whenever we worship Christ and God it, it has a, a fragrance to him our worship has a fragrance to God just like that flower does and so we got to understand that, that, that we are those white huge blooms when we bloom open in worship that, that has a fragrance to God and he loves it and we are strong we are a strong, um, graceful oak and we have deep roots and we've got to let them roots grow deep in, into the ground. That's why we have joyful mourning and we have a garment of praise for heaviness. Psalms 42 and 3. So let's see how uh, um, David was talking about praising the Lord and how this right here broke. He was praising God. This is what happened. It broke when he began to praise God. In verse 2 it says, He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They put their trust in the Lord. So you're here today by divine appointment. If you're suffering with depression today and anxiety, then I want you to know last week we talked about having peace, but now if you, if you have that peace, we're going to move you into a place of joy a place that you can have joy in the midst of all of that going on in your life until God heals you. A big way to know someone is getting delivered from depression is the fact that they don't identify with that no more. Because that is what's happening to you, but that's not who you are. And so once you quit saying, well, I'm depressed... You know, I'm just so depressed. I'm so depressed. I'm just hopeless oh, me, and, and everything's just bad and horrible, and just a dreary day all the time. And you're all the time identifying as I am depressed, rather than I am a graceful oak, that I am the, the righteousness of God. Right? You got to change your your, your identification. Um, it's not who you are. It's what you're going through. We've got to say, you know what? I have a new song to sing, like that scripture says. I'm a graceful oak. I have a new song to sing. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. I am an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. You know, I have the rich word of God in me that, that, that can penetrate my soul. You know, I have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God ready to fight the enemy. You know, I, I am all these things. I am feeling depressed. But I am not depressed because I am trusting in God and he's going to bring me out of depression. The Lord wants to give you a new song to sing this morning. And when you, And it happens when you worship. Your friends and family will be astounded by the change in your life, by the attitude change that you would have. When you start changing your, your process, again, what am I saying? What I, it's what I always say. What you focus on, you fuel. You focus on that depression we found out last week. That, 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 that scripture says, oh, God will give you Peace you know, his, 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 he will give his, um, You can have peace and his, his peace will guard your minds and your hearts in Christ Jesus right we talked about that and then, what, then Then I said most of the time we stop but then you go to the next scripture it says one final thing and, I, and I'm just telling you we have to read the pretext and the post text to any scripture you read to get the whole power of it we got to quit cherry picking stuff and thinking that just that by itself was going to just deliver me so it said, it said, his mind will keep you in Christ Jesus. Then we stop. But there it says, but one final thing. Think on these things, which is pure, lovely, grateful, um, and, and um, things of, of great report. So what he was saying is, if you want to keep that peace, you've got to change your thought process and start thinking about the things that brought you to peace, not the thre- things that brought you depression and stress. Same way with joy. When you get that joy, to keep it, you need to, you need to focus on. The things that's bringing you joy, not the things that are trying to bring you down. So number three, the final one. I got four, but I'm going to do three. Joy comes from serving people. Joy, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and you. That's how you get joy. And joy says love your neighbor as yourself, right? And so, so if you truly want joy, one of the greatest joys you will ever get is to love other people, care for other people to give to other people my favorite part of Christmas I love to get stuff I enjoy it that's a blessing but I love to give stuff to people I love to see people's faces I love to see that if they're, they, they, they're joyful I love to see the the awe that really really so I love that stuff and so if you serve people God is going to bless you because you get your mind off yourself and when you get your mind off of yourself and then you start loving other people and blessing other people it will come right back around to you because you reap what you sow the greatest way to get joy is to begin loving other people proverbs 11 25 the the generous soul will be made rich so if you give and this is talking about just being a generous person whether it's finances uh, or 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 love or care or nurturing or or physical things it says you'll be made rich and the water then he who waters will also be watered himself the, gener- uh, the the Lumen translation says the, the generous will prosper and those who refresh others will be refreshed themselves. So if you need refreshing, then go refresh somebody else. But Pastor Doug, but I'm just this. But I'm just, I'm so t- okay. Yes, what you, that's a problem. The devil's talked you into that. That it's all about you, and that I can't do nothing because of. I can't go help nobody I can't bless nobody I can't serve nobody but that's, that's a trick of the enemy I believe so many people going around depressed because they have they're full of themselves and haven't emptied themselves into other people you'll never you'll never possess joy surrounded by people who embrace misery if you're around people that are miserable trust me you're going to be miserable by morning you know so you got to shrink your circle when someone is always miserable you say hey you talk to him, spend a few minutes with them and then get on your way but if you dwell with them you're going to dwell in misery the biggest threat to your joy is remaining in the presence of someone who does not have it if you're around people who don't have joy it's going to get all over you you and I with all our problems and all our concerns are not the center of the universe we, we expect everybody to get caught up in our problems and our scenarios and our situations it's not about me this is not my world and I'll just let you live in it but we walk around and, and it's all about me and my problems and, and, and my fears and what's going on in my life and if we would take time to start blessing other people and find out what's going on in their lives then God could help us with what, what maybe God could give us that joy that we need to deal with what's in our own life give yourself away to people there's a there's a song I uh, give myself away, you know, so you can use me, right? I give myself away. So we need to give ourselves away to people rather than expecting everybody to give to us. Hear my needs. Cry with me. Weep with me. See what's going on in my life. Oh, my, my life is so sorry, so bad, so... so get over yourself. Um, Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. For, listen. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith, who, Jesus for the joy that was set before him there was joy set before him endured the cross Bruce, he endured the cross all that pain and torment because of the joy that he saw before him that you would be free he went through all that pain and torment and said you know what I, I don't care about what's about. I know I'm going through a bad time but I see joy because these people are going to be free so when you look at, your, look at situations, and you look and you're in a bad situation, but look, but joy is coming in the morning. Scripture says joy has to come in the morning. Weepeth endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The sun has to come up, as I always say. So you can go ahead and whatever you're going through, have joy, because you know there's joy set before you. For the joy was set before him who endured the cross. Despising the shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The most torturous situation he went through. And then he gives some final words in John 15 9 through 13. I have loved you even as a father has loved me. I love you as father has loved me. So he's only re- re- replicating the love that he received. Right? Remain in my love. And when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love so you see it's re- reciprocating his father loves him jesus re- re- remains in his commandments and does what the, what the god says and then jesus loves us and then we love god we remain in his commandments and he remains in us and it says i've told you these things so that you will be filled with joy keep my commandments love give yourself away do all these things and then you'll have joy yes your joy will overflow if you want overflowing joy then you got to give yourself away you got to quit thinking about yourself so much and start thinking about other people and you ain't got to go buy stuff for everybody just visit somebody make a phone call be with them you know ask them questions you know you ever been with somebody and they just talk about themselves the whole time you're talking to them okay make make it a point so you know what i'm gonna every conversation i have i'm gonna try to ask about five questions about them and their life and when they ask about me answer politely and then try to ask more questions about them in their life because they want to know and we got to do that we got to be able to do that the first part said remain in my love obey his commandments be a devoted follower of jesus and then he gives part two He says, he says, what is the the commandment, what the love of the Lord God with all your heart, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We got two commandments now instead of 12, instead of 10, right? And those two, and everybody's like, we don't have the 10 commandments no more. Okay, those two commandments encapsulate all those 10. If you take every one of them, look at one of them, take one of them, thou shalt not steal, okay? Well, it says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. So if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to steal from them. So you're not commit adultery well, If you love your neighbor you're not gonna commit adultery with them you know well hey I, I, i'm thinking about this religion this religion well you know what but if you love god first with all your heart you're not even gonna think about that so you, you got to think about those things that all those 10 are encapsulated in that too so this is commandment that you love one another the way that i have loved you and then it says and there's no greater love than a man lay down one's life for a friend and yes that is talking about like christ died for us and you may would want to die for somebody. But not very many people die for other people. So you think, well, I just can't show you how much I love you because there's not an opportunity for me to die for you. Right? It's not, <laughs> it's not talking about that, Jason. What it's talking about is you lay down your own life, your own stuff, and you start investing in other people's lives. I'm laying out my life and all that's going on in my life right now for me to invest in your life. Okay? And so the next time you meet someone, ask them, ask them questions. Find out how they're doing. And when they ask you a question, flip it right back around. Now, in here, it's going to be hard because everybody's going to try to flip it around constantly because I'm just telling you all this. So after service, you're going to be fighting for who's talking about who, right? But, 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 but do that. But, you know, and here's a guarantee. If you enter yourself on behalf of other people, you will never, ever have to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you with any of his gifts. If you truly give yourself away... The Holy Spirit will flood you with his gifts, his power, his gifts, his revelation, and his understanding will always be there for you. You give yourself away, Holy Spirit will flow through you, but when we're all about ourselves, he's like, have your own little pity party, and when you're done, and you get to the place where you can't do it yourself, come to me, and I'll be able to help you then. When you empty yourself away, when you empty empty yourself of yourself, Holy Spirit fills you with himself okay he's not going to be residing in a place where he don't fit what is you know is, we say more of you and less of me you know and a lot of times it's more of me and less of you so we self absorbed self centered selfish people cannot experience joy when all of our attention is is on ourselves joy if you can come play Bruce joy Is not an emotion it's a spiritual weapon okay because scripture says the joy of the Lord is what my strength strength is a weapon so that joy is a weapon against the enemy so when you truly walk in joy and you're walking in peace and you're walking in hope you have power over the enemy and we got to start walking in joy and quit looking for happiness Quit looking for happiness and start saying, you know what, God, that happiness is a mirage. I'm going to quit chasing happiness. Quit chasing those dreams. Now, I, dreams that God gives you, chase them. That's not happiness. That's joy because God's in it. Well, how do I know what's joy and what's happiness? If God is the center of it, it's joy. Okay? And so we need to get out of our depression, and, 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 and I say that lightly because I know depression is a disease it's a sickness and 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 it's not something you just get out of okay so don't get me wrong I don't mean get over it you suck it up buttercup I'm not saying that I'm saying continue to take what you got to take and do that but trust God and believe God and let God bring joy in your life And that joy can overcome and you can get delivered from that anxiety and that fear and that depression and that emotion. Even during this season, and I don't care what you go through, no matter how bad it is, you can always have a sense of joy. Even when you're not happy, you still can have joy deep down in my soul knowing, in your soul, deep down in your soul, knowing that that God is king and that weepeth endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. Knowing that heaven is your home. Knowing that this will be over soon. Knowing that we know that this is going to be over real soon, right? Because we just can't last much longer the way this world's going but the thing is 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 we just got to trust god and say you know what god i want the joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart right we used to sing that as a kid i want the joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart to what stay we don't want to have joy and happiness compete for one another joy in happiness out would you bow your hand and close your eyes please praise you jesus thank you lord have your way father is there anybody that say pastor doug i'm not a christian i don't have joy because i don't have jesus in my life it's jesus others and you it's just me i don't have jesus but i want to accept jesus